Welcome to the Allentown Fellowship Church Podcast. Join us as we study God's Word book by book and then apply practical application to our lives. All right, good morning. Welcome to Allentown Fellowship Church from our new location for the last four or five weeks, my living room. Amen. Uh, hope and pray you guys are doing well, um, staying safe and uh, not allowing the present circumstance in our culture to keep you from uh, being in the Word of God, worshiping God throughout the week, and uh, then finding ways, whether it's tuning into a live stream, uh, fellowshipping with other people through Zoom. I know a lot of people are doing Bible studies through Zoom, just trying to keep that connection going. And um, so I'm glad that you're here today, and uh, we're going to be back in the book of James. We've been walking through James, and last week um, we were in chapter 4, and we stopped at verse 10, where James is really uh, pleading with these believers uh, to humble themselves, to submit themselves, to really repent of the way that they are acting towards one another. Uh, in James chapter 4, he talks about the the warrings and the quarreling and the bickering that's going on between these believers. And, and he talks about that this, this type of behavior really is indicative of, of being friends with the world. In other words, thinking the way the world thinks, not being led by God's Spirit, just being driven by our own selfish ambition. And so James writes this book to really, in love, rebuke the saints. And sometimes we as Christians need that. Um, as I've mentioned before, the book of James has so many different topics that he covers. It's some people liking it to the book of Proverbs, where he switches gears a number of times. Uh, and so we are going to pick up in verse 11. We're just going to look at two verses today. James 4, 11 and 12, as he then switches gears again and deals with this issue of speaking evil against one another. And even though James is dealing with a number of different topics, a lot of the topics do kind of go together. They're cohesive when you look at the entire book. Because basically, what is James doing? He is writing believers, and, and if I had to sum up all five chapters, it's, it would be this. The faith that you claim to have in Jesus Christ ought to be demonstrated in the way you live. And more specifically, in the way you treat others. And, and that's, you know, if you go back to the beginning of the book where he talks about the tongue, where he talks about just the way you interact with believers, the rich and the poor, the faith that we say we have in Christ, it ought to be demonstrated in the way we treat one another. And now he's going to come to verses 11 and 12. And he's going to deal with yet another issue that ought not to be among God's people. And that is this idea of judging, speaking evil against one another. So let's ask God to open up our eyes, our understanding as we go into his word. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for an opportunity to just get into your word together. And God, I pray that your word will convict all of us. Father, help us to align our thinking with your scriptures, and ultimately, God, that we will live out the truth that we see in your word. So we thank you, God, and pray that you would 
work these truths in our hearts and minds. In Christ's name, amen. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Two little verses with a lot in it. And James here is admonishing these believers, commanding them, stop speaking evil against one another. They're doing it back and forth. The idea here is that they are slandering one another. They are maliciously saying things about one another, tearing one another down. That's a little ironic when he referenced them as brothers. These are believers doing this. Don't speak evil against one another, brothers. It's almost like he has to remind them, do you understand that you are brothers and sisters in Christ? Don't slander. Don't speak evil. Don't accuse. Stop blabbing your mouth, literally, about one another. And it doesn't go on in God's house, right? <laughs> that don't go on. I can't tell you how many conversations walking through the foyer of churches, right after a message from everybody was shouting and doing cartwheels and loving on Jesus, bickering, going back and forth. No, I can't believe she said that. No. Did, did, did you hear that he... Did, and it's like, wow, we, we all can fall into this so easy. But notice what he says. Don't speak evil. This is evil in the eyesight of God. To slander your brother or your sister, to accuse your brother and your sister, to, to, to the idea here is talking behind their back backbiting. All of this is caught up in this. He says, don't, don't do this. Look at what he says. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. Wow. This is where I think we as Christians cannot get the severity of of, of how God views backbiting, slander, accusations. He says, when you slander, when you speak against your brother, when you accuse your brother, and again, the idea here is unfounded truth, because we're, we're going to deal with the issue that might be arising in some of your heads. You might be saying, well, hold on a minute. So we're never to judge? No, we are to judge. We are to judge. Oftentimes I hear people say that to me, Pastor Ron, we're not supposed to judge. That's not what Scripture teaches. Teacher, uh, scripture does teach that we are to judge. But there is a way that we are to judge. What he's dealing with here is wrong judgment, judgment that is connected with slander, gossip, backbiting. What James is dealing with is unfounded truth unfounded accusations against another brother and you take it in and then you make a judgment on that person 
And what you have not done is you didn't go to them. Okay? So we got to keep this straight because I, when I hear people say you ought not to judge, it's like that's just not scriptural. It's the heart behind how you judge. But we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. But let, let, let's keep going. So he says, when you judge this way, when you speak evil, when you do this slander, notice how God views that. You are speaking evil against the law. Against what law? Remember earlier he talked about the royal law of God? He's talking about the moral law of God. He's talking about what is right. What did Jesus Christ say about the moral law? Remember when they asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. But then Jesus goes on and says this, all of the commandments, all of the law, hang on these two commandments. Wow. This is what James is referring to. Remember the law that Christ taught, love of God and love of your neighbor, right? So now look at what he says. But if you are slandering your brothers and sisters, you're speaking evil against the law. Catch this, folks. You're slandering the law. Whose law? God's law. Not only, see, it, it, this is greater than speaking evil against a brother and sister because the commandment is from God to love them as you love yourself, right? So if I'm going to slander my brother and sister, in essence, look at the logical connection that James is making. You're speaking evil against the law of God. And not only that, to, to make it even more incredulous, you're judging the law. Catch this. What you're saying is this. I know the moral law you gave Jesus, but I judge that as not being what I need to follow. What? Wow. Really? Now, you might be saying, oh, Pastor Ron, that's not what's in my heart. That is what's in your heart if you are slandering your brother, because that's what God said is in your heart. Don't dumb down our sin. Don't dumb it down. Oh, I didn't mean anything by it. I was just, you know. No, no, no. If you're speaking evil, if you're listening to gossip, if you're backbiting against another person, you are speaking evil against the very law of God. Just call it what it is. And James says, if a brother is speaking against another, then he speaks evil against the law, and he judges the law. And that's the law of God. But if you judge the law, he says, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. <laughs> I, I think there might be a little sarcasm there. If, if you're judging the law, then you're, you're not actually doing what the law says. <laughs> it's almost like this. Picture a courtroom. And the judge gives a verdict. He sends out a judgment. And you're sitting there and you're like, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Your Honor, if I, could, if I may. And you come and walk up on the bench where the 
where the judge is and says, excuse me, could, could you get up? <laughs> Can you imagine that? I mean, he wouldn't even make it that far. The judge would have you arrested by the bailiff probably. But, but just picture this. Here he is, and he's giving the law, and he's enforcing the law, and you decide to come up and say, excuse me, if, if I could just have that, that, that gavel, please. No, I'm going to. Now, I don't like what you just said. I'm going to change it. Really? This is the picture here, that these believers, and again, don't miss it. These are believers. These are Christians. These are Christians saying this, in essence, I am above God's moral law. I am, a, I am above God's moral law that says that I am to not slander, that I am not to gossip, backbite, accuse. I'm above that law that says not to do that. That's what these believers are doing. And James is saying, you're not a doer of the law. Rather, you're judging the very law of God, and you ought to be doing the law of God. Loving your brothers and sisters and not gossiping and not slandering. This is a serious accusation against God's people. So he says this, but if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. And then he has to remind them in verse 12, listen, there is only one lawgiver. <laughs> There's only one lawgiver. It ain't you. That's probably bad English. It's not you. It isn't you. <laughs> there is only one lawgiver and judge. And watch this. He, he kind of has to remind them. Oh, and by the way, this judge, this one lawgiver, and it's not you. He, this judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. It is he, this one lawgiver, who, who is totally moral, totally righteous. The Lord Jesus Christ. It is him who is able to to save and destroy. Think about what James is saying here, folks. Let's not miss this. Where would the Jewish mindset have gone back to when they heard that? There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. I believe the Jewish mindset would have gone back to the very words of Jesus Christ, where Jesus Christ said, don't fear the one who can destroy your body but the one who can destroy or save your soul. He's trying to provoke these Christians to take seriously their slander, their gossip. How serious do you take your slander? Are, are you just kind of brushing it off like, ah, I really didn't mean it. You don't see God doing that. And again, understanding that, 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 that gossiping, backbiting, judging one another, and, and, and in this context, it's judging them with unfounded truths. You're making judgments on them, and it's not founded in truth. Why? Go back and read you know, more of James, right? One, two, three. You, you, you kind of see what, what were they doing? They were going after selfish ambition. They were bickering. They were vying for position. All of this going on, and it started to spew out all of this gossiping against one another. And so imagine this is in the church of God. And that's why I tell people all the time, you know, when people want to criticize and you know, the, the non-believer says, well, you Christians are a bunch of hypocrites and these people are gossiping. They're supposed to be Christians almost to um, try to invalidate Christianity. Listen, that's no surprise. Read the New Testament. Yes. 
Christians can be hypocrites, but that doesn't undo the fact that Christ died on a cross. That's why, that's why he died on a cross, for our hypocrisy. So listen, don't hide behind hypocrisy for, for writing God off, right? And it's amazing that in the books like James and Corinthians and Galatians that are written to believers, God doesn't overlook behavior that is not Christ-like. He rebukes it. And that's what James is doing here among these believers. So he says, there's only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. And then he says, but who are you to judge your neighbor? What's James saying to these believers? You have no right to be judging your brothers and sisters in Christ. Stop it. You have no right. You're bickering, you're gossiping about them, you're slandering their name, you're dragging their name through the mud. You're wrong. You're wrong. And you are, in doing that behavior, in living out your life that way, you are actually judging God. Do you think about your gossiping that way? Do you think about it that way? That when you gossip, when you slander, when you backbite, when you spread that gossip and in, 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 in the form of a prayer request, right? When you put stuff on Facebook about other people, I just want people to know the truth. I'm just, you know. You're violating scripture. And more than what you're even doing to that brother and sister in the Lord, by your words, he says, and please don't miss this, you are judging the very law of God, and you are playing God. The law that God set, when, when he said not to do this, you are walking up on the bench and saying, God, I have a better law. I'm going to do this, and I think it's okay. Man, I'm going to tell you what. If that doesn't cause pause in your heart before we say stuff about other people, it ought to. God takes speaking evil against another person seriously. God takes loving our neighbor as ourselves Seriously. God takes praying for your enemies, as Christ said, and pray for those who despitefully use you and say all manner of evil against you. That's the moral law that ought to characterize our life as a, a, as a Christ follower. That's the moral law. And, and when we say, nope, my enemy did this, or this person did this, now I'm going to slander them. Then you are now judging the very law of God. Now, let me ask you a question, believer. Remember, he's talking to believers. Your salvation is secure in what Christ did. Praise God for that. Praise God that his atonement, he died once for all sin. But that doesn't give me a license to sin, right? Now I have to constantly put this flesh down and live by the Spirit of God. So let me ask you a question. Whereas God will not judge you for your salvation, based on your actions, because that's securing Christ. He will judge, and he will discipline believers who are not walking in according to his word. Let's not miss that. I don't hear a lot of messages preached on that. But Hebrew says that God disciplines his children. It's not like, well, I'm saved, and praise God, I'm under the grace of God, I can live any kind of way. 
Hebrews is very clear that God disciplines those whom he loves. And as a matter of fact, if God does not discipline me as a child of God, Hebrews goes on to say this, then I am an illegitimate child. Wow. For he says, even an earthly father disciplines his children. Why? Because he loves him. He sees them going off. He's going to discipline him and bring them back. God does the same thing to his children. Now, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you what that looks like because I don't know. But I, I will tell you this, brothers and sisters. If you are caught up in gossiping, slandering people, putting stuff on social media, saying things about people that is unfounded, where you haven't gone to that person in private and dealt with it God's way, you are going to be under the judgment of God. Oh, come on, Pastor Ron, are you being... I didn't say it. God said it. <laughs> Read Hebrews 12, 13. I forget which chapter it is. It's in there. If you can't find it, email me. I'll tell you where it is. God said he will discipline his children. James is saying what? He's giving this admonition. Don't you realize you're judging the law of God? So, so let me ask you a question. You think a believer can judge the law of God? Tell God to get off the bench and you sit there and make your own law and God be like, okay, my bad. Here's a gamble. Sorry. No, I think God's going to have something to say about that. I don't know what that looks like. And I'm not going to say because you got a flat tire, that was God's judgment. That's not for our plan. I, I don't know how God is going to discipline in my life. What I do know is God says, I will discipline you, Ron. You are my child. And when you walk contrary to my word, I will discipline you. That's the part that we don't like to talk about. We love to talk about the love of God, the grace of God. We sung it before we, uh, <laughs> before we got on, on here. Oh, the deep, deep love of God. Yeah. There's another song we ought to write. Oh, the discipline, discipline, discipline of God. We ought to write that song, too, because that's part of what God will do. All right. There is only one lawgiver and judge. He who is able to save and to destroy, that's God. So don't, who are you to judge? Your neighbor. In other words, the royal law says to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, right? God's morality is to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, let me deal with this issue of judging real quick before we go. James is talking about slander, listening to gossip, making judgments on people. All of these things, James is not advocating that we are never to judge. They are judging an evil judgment. Because clearly, Jesus Christ himself taught, before I take the speck out of my brother's eye, I need to remove the beam out of my eye. Jesus never said not to judge. But judge yourself first so that you can see clearly to judge the other person. Jesus clearly said to judge a righteous judgment. One that is coming out of love, not out of selfish ambition, not out of manipulation, just trying to get somebody back. This is how they were judging. Jesus says, no, judge a righteous judgment. Paul says in the epistles, mark those brothers, mark those brothers within this congregation who are walking contrary. That involves what? Judging their behavior. 1 Corinthians 5, the apostle Paul does what? He writes that church and says, what are you doing? Why aren't you judging this matter? This man caught up in sexual immorality. Get him out of the church. Discipline him out of the church. Listen, we are to judge, but it's in the spirit in which we judge. Matthew 18 says what? If I got something against you, I'm not going to go on Facebook and air it. I'm going to go to you. 
And then if I can't get anywhere, then I'm to bring a witness. And if I still can't get anywhere, then bring it to the church. We are to judge. Don't believe it when people say, well, Christians aren't to judge. That is unbiblical. We are to judge. But we are to judge a righteous judgment. And we're to judge in the spirit of humility. We're to speak the truth in love. God says what? Even to us as believers, admonish one another. What am, I, what am I admonishing you about if I'm not seeing something in your life that I'm not first judging? We are to judge, but it's the spirit of humility. We do it in meekness. We do it understanding that there's one lawgiver. There's one judge who, who I have to answer to. So I'm not coming to you in some cocky way like I'm better than you. It's like, but I, I, I'm supposed to come to you in love and say, hey, brother, listen. Man, I see something you're doing that just doesn't line up with this. I don't go broadcast it. I come to you. God says, admonish one another, rebuke one another. We are to judge, but it's judging the way God has called us to judge. Listen, people, in the years of counseling with people, there are so many people that have come for counseling that are holding issues against other people. They have already determined the judgment and what they feel about that person, that person's character. And they're getting it from what other people say. Well, I talked to so-and-so, and he would never lie to me. Okay, maybe he wouldn't. But you're not handling it biblically. You're not handling it biblically. God says to go to the person. God says to go to them, to confront them in love. Not to go off of gossip, not to go off of hearsay. So we are to judge, but there is such a thin line between judging a godly way and judging an ungodly way. And listen, brothers and sisters, you don't want to be on judging an ungodly way. Because James says when you are judging in an ungodly way, you are setting yourself up against God himself. Saying, I'm going to do it this way, God. A couple closing thoughts. Questions for you to consider. Are you making conclusions in regards to someone without knowing all the facts? Have you gone to the person? Have you gone to the person to separate the truth from fiction, from emotion? Proverbs says that one man's matter, it, it, it sounds so airtight. What he says sounds so true until another man comes and examines it. Don't go on hearsay. Are you making your judgments about someone because your personal motives are wrong? You don't like that person anyway. There's some unresolved issue you have with that person anyway. Now somebody else comes and starts talking about that person. Totally unrelated to what your issue is, and you jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, he probably did do that, didn't he? Yep, you're slandering. You're going against the law of God. Are you confronting the person the biblical way? which is going to them in private, bringing other brothers and sisters with you, dealing with it in private, not dealing with it in the public. How about this? And this is a big one, guys. Please hear me on this. Are you relying on a false peace in order to avoid biblical confrontation? You know how many people have sat in my office and when I determined that they have not confronted biblically. And I say, you need to go to that person. They say, no, Pastor Ron, I've prayed about it, and God's given me a peace. 
Okay, God's given you a peace about an issue that you have with someone. You've talked to other people about the issue. You haven't talked to the person about it. So you violated James 4, but God's given you a peace to just move on and not confront that person? Please hear me. That's peace from hell. That ain't God's peace. God does not give you peace for disobeying his word. And, and, and it, it blows my mind how many people they've justified in their own mind. I'm at peace. I'm going to move on. That's your peace. That is not the peace of God. Why? Because if you haven't done it God's way, you're in sin. I didn't say it God's sin. One last thought. Are you more concerned about losing friendships, family, or position? rather than obeying God. There's people over the years that will side with what their family says because they don't want to lose their family. They don't want to lose a position. They don't want to lose friendships. But they actually went and confronted the person. Family members, other people don't want them to do that. So in order to keep this intact, I'm not going to do what God says. You're slandering. You're not doing it God's way. We have to be serious about the words that come out of our mouth about other people. We need to handle it God's way. We are not the moral lawgiver. God is. And if we claim to know Christ, we ought to do things God's way when it comes to confrontation, whatever the issue may be that we have with someone else. So, folks, take this to heart. It's hard to do. Because of our flesh, because of our emotions. I've fallen into it. It's so hard to do. But please hear what James is saying. At the very end of that verse 12, he says this. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Don't judge in an ungodly way. Judge the way God has called us to judge. Father, thank you for your word. And I pray, God, for those that may be watching that have business they need to take care of biblically with other people. God, that you would give them the grace and the courage to watch their words going forward, not to slander, not to gossip, not to believe what people say about others. God, but to go to that person. God, help us to do what Christ has called us to do. And that is to love you first with all that is within us and then to love our neighbor as ourselves. So Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that you would just work these truths in our hearts. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. And by God's grace, unless the quarantine gets lift, lifted, we'll be here again with another message next week. Thanks for listening to the AFC Podcast. If you would like to join us in our service, we meet at 457. West Allen Street in Allentown, PA, in what is called the Daybreak Room, located in the Dubs Memorial Community Center. Services start at one o'clock. We would love to have you come visit. Until next week, God bless and apply his word.